tune in, tone up. Your one-stop shop for guitar tricks, tips, techniques and advice. With me, Gary Shilliday, and my own excellent teacher, Dan Davis. Hey everybody, this is Gary from Brighton in the UK, and you're listening to the Tune In Tone Up podcast for people who love to learn about the guitar and want to become better players. Coming up, we've got a great follow-up episode on our last few lessons in which we look at some great ideas and ways to break out of the pentatonic box. Before we get stuck into the show proper though, we have a really exciting announcement which we count as a fantastic validation and endorsement of what we do. This episode, and all our episodes from now until Christmas, are going to be sponsored by the brilliant Truefire. Truefire is an online guitar lessons platform with over 50,000 lessons. Loads of techniques, loads of genres, and it's got some of the best players delivering courses. Teachers like Andy Timmons, Andy Woods, Tommy Emmanuel, Robin Ford, Ariel Posen, and the list of players goes on and on and on. There are also loads of jamming tracks and in the jams, where you have complete control over a jamming track and can join in in whatever part you want with great players who've produced an amazing track. If you click the link in the description or on our website, you will get 14 days free trial. And this is without payment information to sign up. Truefire are so confident in their product that they think you'll want to sign up after 14 days. And if that doesn't make you want to give it a shot, I'm not sure what will. There's nothing to lose. Only knowledge to gain. So click the link in the description and thank you to Truefire for sponsoring our podcast. Hey there, Dan. Good to see you. Hi, Gary. How's it going? Yeah, good, thank you. I've enjoyed our last few podcasts. Yeah, I hope the listeners have. We have plenty of good stuff in store for you, so keep listening. Yeah, we're, we're hoping to uh, do a few podcasts over the next few weeks of a shorter length, but grouping together and looking at various aspects of this great learning platform we've been delving deep into. And that, that learning platform is Truefire. It's fantastic, isn't it? That's it. And they'll be sponsoring this episode for us. And we'd like to just have a little five-minute look at some of the things that they've got on offer. I wouldn't advise anybody to look into something unless I thought it was absolutely 100% going to help them. But we found some really interesting things there. And once we've had a little look at that... We're going to deal with today's topic for discussion, which we're going to stretch over maybe a few podcasts. So what's the topic for discussion over these next few weeks? Well, I've heard so many different things on the internet about, you know, do you want to play faster? Yes. Why bother with scales? All kinds of things. There's a lot of misleading information out there. And everyone thinks they've got the magic bullet, which is going to solve everything. What I do want to look at, though, being realistic, is how we kind of get our pace up a bit. Okay. Yeah, well, that's great. It's because we've, we've looked at helping out the weekend warrior, the guy who goes out there and does the odd gig with his mates and has fun rehearsing while the wife has fun doing something else. And now we want to push that boundary a little bit in terms of sort of what's possible and what's not possible and get our, our man playing 
faster licks. This is going to take some intense practice, but okay. strap yourselves in. I think you're going to enjoy the results. Okay, great. Yeah. So I'll talk a little bit about the TrueFire learning platform. Sure. You can buy courses or you can uh, become an all-access student. That's the package we've been looking at at the moment, and it really is fantastic. It means you get access to all the courses, and also you can purchase some of the in the jams which we think are really fantastic and i think we're going to be jamming over one of those over these next few episodes there are some amazing courses out there they've just joined together with jam play and there's uh, a course that i was gonna hopefully delve a little bit into just for a lick later to share with you dan mm -hmm. uh, but you've been looking at some courses too haven't you so what yeah you so at? i mean before we start i'm just gonna give you a little taster I'm just going to say right now, I mean, these, these courses are pretty in-depth and they're, they're massive. Yeah. You know, there's a lot to take in. And, I mean, sometimes this is the problem in the modern world, information overload. Yeah. But at least if you start with the point of a trusted source, then that's a good starting point. I was looking at the Jazz Comping Handbook by Ted Ludwig. It's really, really good. And it got me into a subject that I'd thought about but never fully understood. And that's voice leading. Right, okay. Where our chords are moving, but some of the notes are then, or note is retained in the next chord while one stands still. This is really quite an interesting concept. And even if you put it to your back of your mind and don't use it every day, but maybe it might be useful if you're asked to play a jazz gig or you're looking to come up with an interesting chord progression it's something that's definitely worth looking into the lesson i was looking at we're looking at sort of one of the early voice leading cycle studies in the uh, ted ludwig jazz comp episodes and it shows you it takes you through it gives you the tab at the same time as the video that's right so we've got e minus class players like ted ludwig and Andy Wood and Andy Timmons. I mean, there's so many players yeah, out Joe there. Bonham there? Joe Bonamassa's on there. Carl Verheyen. Tommy Emmanuel. The <laughs> list goes on. Uh. So this is one of the starting lessons. I think it's sort of maybe the, the first or second lesson in the voice leading example. And we've got E minor, seven. Played in a... You can play it any way you want, essentially. But I've got it here as 7 on the A, 5 on the D, and 7 back on the G. And then moves to A7. And then to D minor 7. So we just take the whole progression down two frets, then G7. And then we land at the end on C major 7. Got it. C major 7. Like that. Yeah. Okay. And how voice leading basically works, and this is what Ted explains um, so very articulately. Let me just make sure I've got the chords right. So yep. Got seven, five, seven from the A string. Yeah. Then five, miss out a string, five, six. Yep. And then repeat that two frets lower. And then three, three, four. And then three, I've got, five. You can do it that way. I do three. So as I was saying, what Ted explained so articulately, he said there's proper voice leading and improper voice leading. <laughs> Let's look at proper voice leading. I'm not even going to ask what improper voice leading is. 
But there's a couple of things he comes out with which are really, really interesting. He said, basically, the two fundamental notes of interest in a chord are the third, so be it the major third or the minor third, because that defines whether it's a major or minor chord. Very important. And then is the seventh. Yep. So here we have a mixture of dominant sevenths, minor sevenths. So the E and the D are minor seven. The A and the G are dominant seven. And the C is a major seven. Gotcha. Um, if you're not sure what that means, check it out on Google. It will be there. Uh, and the idea is that one note moves while the other stays put. So, oh, yeah, I see. So, so when you're in the E minor, seven, yeah. the seventh in the E minor actually moves to become the, the major third of the A. Yeah. But the G, which is the minor third of E minor seven, stays to become the seventh of ah, yeah. the next one. And then the major third, moves the C sharp moves down become the seventh of the D minor seven. Yep. Whilst once again This is cool, this is good stuff. The F remains and the C moves to become the major third of G. Very chromatic on its way down here. Yeah, it? yeah. and then finally the F in the G seven moves down a semitone to become the major seven sorry, the major third in C. Yeah. While the major seven remains, which is the B, which was the major third of the G. You can understand why I'm getting my words around the wrong way here. <laughs> That's it, great. It creates a lovely connected feel. It really does, doesn't it? It does. No Should we play them a snippet from uh, the actual tree fire thing so they get an idea of what what there is? Yeah, so um, let's, let's get to that. 7A7. D minor seven, G seven to C major. And what's running? Now that is not voice led properly. This is using block forms. So if you're new to jazz comping, this might be where you're starting from. But this is not how we voice lead properly. Voice leading means that the third and seventh. Now, before before we talk about the movement. Now I'm just gonna say on that point, he was using the standard bar chords. Uh, yeah, yeah, which gotcha. is probably why we were using sort of the jazz examples. The bits um, he's going to move on to. Look at that there, yeah. That's there. right. So he breaks it down to the two middle notes, even. Yeah. Oh. And two and four, and that's it. And what's really interesting about what he says as well as he goes through all of this. And I've been saying this for ages, and it's kind of great when you, you feel a degree of vindication, when you think, <laughs> I did know that. I was right. Yes. I yeah. wasn't talking a load of cobblers. He says there's no such thing as a jazz chord. There are no chords which you can only use in jazz. Yeah. You must not use in rock. Yes. And vice versa. Joe Satriani's Satch Boogie... Perfect example. Ends on an A13 chord. Uh, Jimi Hendrix, of course. With the seven. seven sharp nine. Yeah. So, really, it's that there's certain things that sound jazzier. So, like, say I, for example, play a C7. Yeah. It's got a much more 
angular tone to it than maybe a C major 7, which is softer. Yep. But also the way we play it, we might be inclined to play the C7 like we're playing a soul tune. So it sounds kind of bluesy and soul all at once. Whereas a major seven, you can't help play it and come over all girl from Ebonema. Yeah. So it's it's partly the way the chords also push you, I think. It's fair to say. Yeah. Now what Ted goes on to talk about is breaking your top part of the chord, the top two notes, away from your bass note. So when you alternate the two, bass first. So all of a sudden, we move to more jazzy territory. There's kind of a bit more of a groove or something going on there, yeah. That's right. And then he goes on to put a note, a semitone higher than the next chord coming. It's incredibly dramatic, in isn't it? Yeah. So you yeah, have your chord with the bass note separated, but then the sixth fret on the low string comes before the A7, which is on the five. The sixth fret on the A string coming before the fifth Ooh. fret, which is the D minor seven. Full fret before the G. That's a cool find. Yeah, Isn't it? it? It's yeah. a cool find. And it, it gets more and more interesting the more you get into it. And the more you feel that anorak develop around you and you become a train spotter of Qatar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, with these courses... the wrong with that. <laughs> with these courses, the great thing is you can dip in and dip out. And kind of, you know, there's a little nugget of information. You can run with a nugget of information. Yes, yeah. Status Quo once had a nugget of information. It was called the 12-bar blues, and then they made a 40-year a career out of it. Yes. Uh, yeah. It's amazing how far a little knowledge can, get can go. Brilliant. That's great. Well, I'll bring to the table, because, again, like I say, the True Fire courses, I've, I've, I've done quite a few of them, really, as well. looked into quite a lot of them. They are definitely uh, very engaging even if you've got a little bit of time to be honest so really worthwhile and maybe you know you can buy just the courses like i said earlier or you can get the all access pass which you know has been brilliant for us yeah. hasn't it best thing uh, to do is hop on their website have a little snoop around i believe they do a free couple of weeks to try yeah that's right so yeah. you you can try it out see for yourself. Days. you don't even have to put your bank details in from what i understand no i mean they are pretty you know it, if this was around when I was a kid, oh, if yeah. only. Do you know what I had to do when I was a kid? We didn't have this, the internet. <laughs> this, was, this was the 70s and 80s, or <laughs> 80s, really. I used to have to go down my music shop, try and locate a score or some kind of tab for a, a song that I wanted to learn a part of and try and kind of memorise it. We didn't even have you know cameras on our phones where we could take a cheeky picture. Yeah, you had to yeah. take a mind picture, and yeah, I remember the beginning of Big Bad Moon by Joe Satriani by doing that. And it's funny, there's a guy on YouTube who he took a look at some of the books from the 80s 
and how ridiculous some of the transcriptions were and actually how inaccurate mm-hmm. many of them were. And that's worth looking at just, just for, for a giggle, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, really. yeah, we have amazing amounts of information. Yeah, like if, you say, it's almost too much sometimes. Yeah, if you can't be a good guitar player, maybe it's just not for you and you should take up knitting these days. <laughs> It's not that, that the information isn't there. That's why I sort of, because I suppose it's sort of linking in with, we're talking about pace as well, and my goodness, the Andy Wood uh, fret jam course, I mean, on pace, it's called Modern Telecaster Shred. Can you find that and uh, find the section we had a little look at just before the lesson? Again, there's the idea of it, really. It's, it's nothing too mystical. He kind of is saying... Just muck around with it. Just make sure you're all turn up picking and don't be too hot on what you're actually picking um, when you first start out. But he does give a really good description of some mandolin playing he does uh, at the beginning, something I really want to work on. It's going to take me a while. In his uh, first video, around about two minutes in or something, you'll find a lick that I just... It mesmerised me until I'd got it, basically. Let's have a quick look at that. It's definitely got some speed and pace. High frets up here. That's what now, felt like a just got to describe to our listeners. The video is playing, and below the video there is a, a tab, and this is the True Fire um, learning platform. Now you have controls over the video, which also affects the tab. So in that that lick there was pretty unreachable for me. And still is at full speed, I have to say. But if you, you've got a little slow downer on there. Yeah, so you've got speed 100%. That. You do find the voices go a little bit funny as it gets lower, yeah. which is it's hilarious. Right, though. And if... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does happen. <laughs> the way there we go. There you go. <laughs> But if you but, go back to the beginning of that lick now, yeah, suddenly... So now it's kind of at 50%, it's half the pace, it's more sort of... And you can see his fingers, he's only using his first, second and third finger. And uh, you can loop it, that's what I did a bit in order to get it. Should we have a look at what the actual lick is, because it's pretty good? Yeah, it's a, a pretty crazy lick. I'll let Gary play this one because oh, I've, I've only, I've only just it. seen it. So. That's kind of it. Yep. Very slow, round about the 50% pace. And uh, it's uh, 12, uh, 14, 16, 17 on the D string. So we go up something along these lines. Followed by 14, 16, 18 on the G string. And then uh, two sets of 15, 17, 19. Then you go back to 19. Then down to the 15 on the top E. Back up to the 17. Down to the 19 on the next string down. Yep. And then you go down in fours. And, and carry on going down. To, till you get to the um, 
17 on the D string. Then you run back up. What's really interesting with this lick is I think if we looked inside it yet more deeply, we'd see the groupings of notes and the pick strokes. And if we put that together, although he's maybe just come up with it or maybe yeah. he's actually thought it through, we, we would find, I think, some interesting ideas that make it easier to pick than maybe just straight following the pattern all the way down. Yeah. Right. But that's going to be part of our podcast forthcoming. Exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. Excellent. Uh, so we were going to possibly look at a bit of a in the jam as well, weren't we, I think? Yeah, let's look at that. We should explain these in the jams. They're, they're absolutely fantastic. Once you've, once you've bought an in the jam, you download, it's about, you know, 12 songs. You've got your top class players like... Dan's just found one with Joe Bonamassa. Yeah. The whole band is top-class players. You can knock the drums out of it. You can knock the bass out of it. You can knock the lead out of it, so you can take the part of the lead. You basically customise it into whatever makes it easier for you to learn. So this one's called Dust Bowl. Yeah. Fantastic. Let's have a listen. Bonamassa playing this uh, improv. Again, we can slow it down. the tab and the music the notation as well give you the rhythmic idea comes up at the bottom and you can sort of look all of it at once or take out of it the licks that you like the other thing i really liked about about this was that tab's better than some of the ones i've seen actually uh, where it's like uh, playing along with the track and everything but uh, something i really liked about it if you've got control over all the different videos so as it's playing it gives you a kind of slider uh, for each of the videos. I walk across the water, blame it on Buddhist pride. You can pull everything down or up as yeah. you see fit. Mute it. There's some different videos. I mean, they must have had the masters to do this. It's incredible, they? isn't it? 
It yeah. really is incredible what you can get. I don't know if that this one's got an analysis. The Andy Timmons one I watched, it's got a video of Andy Timmons talking over their backing tracks and their choice of notes and everything. Oh, that's where I did played the blues note. Yeah. And I, I did that know. for this reason. And it's, it's just really, really, really good. Cool. Should we play along with a backing track at one of these ones, shall we? Or So maybe if we, we go you to... You take out the lead, can't you? So, uh, see where it says, you play lead on the left-hand side. If you click that, it will play it, but with the mute... Now the lead is muted. I'm gonna make my own way. I'm gonna make my for more episodes, jams, improvisation ideas and well-informed thoughts about amps, pedals and guitar tone. If you enjoy this podcast, leave us a review on iTunes, find us on SoundCloud or see our website on tunein-toneup.com. Here you'll find show notes, tabs and further research and resources. It's also a good place to get in touch. We hope you're finding these lessons as interesting and as useful as I do and if you have any suggestions, we'd love to hear them. Yeah.